What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Game 6 Clay Pod uh, featuring Matt, Gotham, Charlie after a nice 2021 summer. Um, guys, welcome back. Here we are, 2021-22 um, season upon us. Uh, a few preseason games under the belt. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, let's kick this off. It's been a pleasure. Um, always, you know, recording these, but excited to get back. Matt, Charlie, let's, let's, let's get this started, man. How do you guys feel about the offseason? How was your offseason? What did you guys do um, to compensate for lack of dubs um, basketball? But um, take it away, guys. Let's, let's hear how you guys were uh, celebrating the offseason. Uh, good offseason, you know, getting myself deeper into F1. <laughs> That's been, like, my kick recently. Um, cool. Yeah, after that drive to survive, had to be all over it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, overall, like, Warriors offseason, I was pretty much a fan overall. I mean, would have liked to see them use that MLE. Maybe would have liked to see, you know, a little bigger trade worked out. But these returns from the preseason got to have us feeling pretty good. What do you think, Matt? Yeah. Um, my offseason, first of all, was not notable, so thank you for skipping that part. But, um, yeah, man, <laughs> I, I was uh, I was also hoping for kind of a swing with the picks. Um, but given what we've seen thus far in preseason, I can say I do like the Warriors offseason. Uh, they smartly, obviously, it's so it seems so far, picked guys who can shoot and guys who are smart and – uh, in a reminiscent way from 2014 to 16, you know, pre-KD, we're kind of seeing the the dividends paid in summer league or uh, preseason, so. Yeah, man, I mean, offseason was great, bro. You know, can't complain. Um, we had Giants baseball to uh, kind of come in the way of, you know, the lack of dubs content. Go Giants. Um, big series coming up. But, uh, yeah, no, you guys kind of hit it on the nail, man. This, uh, this offseason was great. I – along with uh, Matt and Charlie. I think I wanted to see a move made with the picks, but given what we've seen, um, Summer League was really fun to watch. Um, and then these last few preseason games, just the uh, the potential that these young guys have on the roster combined with, you know, the, the experience that we have and the, uh, the signings that we've made. You know, I think this is going to be one of the more fun Warrior seasons, regardless of the outcome. But the, the season itself, I think, is going to be really fun to watch. Um, a lot of content that's going to be coming um, – dubs wise but um very very exciting i think the biggest i think the biggest part of the offseason guys was um the uh the addition of shooters we're seeing just an insane amount of threes being taken i think um precisely was it 69 the first threes. game i think it was 69 <clears throat> um, i don't know how many they got up against the nuggets but like yeah they're hucking that thing 69 threes i don't know if that was a coaching move to stop there but um well done uh but um no, overall you know i think the spacing on the team's nice. I think we've got a good mesh of players that can play now, help out now, combined with the uh, the future win now mentality. And you know, we don't even know about Wiseman when he comes back and Clay when he comes back. So um, the potential of this team is just off the charts. And um, I think that the offseason, as much as I wanted to see, uh, I think Ben Simmons was always a huge, um, you know, rumor trade target. I don't know whatever you want to call it, but it was always something that was on the table. Um, and I personally was always uh, I wanted I wanted to see Simmons rocking a, a Warriors jersey, but um, given what we did with the amount of cap space we had, the money we had to offer, I think killed it this offseason. Yeah, it's pretty exciting to see and feel confidently that we're actually going to have a somewhat successful season, no matter what. Like the floor, assuming Steph is healthy, is a playoff basketball team. And I actually, I think we said the same thing last year, and I think that was a mistake, obviously. But this year, just seeing the way they're playing. It's the way Steph wants to play. It's the way Kerr wants to play. And the guys all fit. 
And there's a certain there's a certain floor for Kerr's offense if you have guys that can play, and they have those high, guys right now. Just high IQ guys, man. High IQ yeah. guys is well, exactly. I think I think the thing too, and we'll get into it with the preseason, but like you know, it just felt so like cluttered the last couple of years. Like you didn't have those shooters. Like you had guys like you know Wiggins was being like the third playmaker on the floor. You know, like that's not what he's supposed to do. Like everyone just was struggling with all these decisions. You know, like Poole couldn't have all his like confidence and. Now with Otto Porter and Bielitsa, you got like all this space on the floor because you got two 40% snipers out there. Like Poole's getting the room to do whatever he wants and Steph's getting to drive the lane. I think it's just going to be a much healthier environment for everyone. Like they can just play that easy free-flowing basketball that comes from the Warriors because the last couple of seasons, like the offense is still good, but it's just felt like a grind to get like every bucket. I mean, it just seems like, it seems like it'd be impossible for the Warriors to not have a top eight or nine offense like this, just because they can genuinely run one of the most devastating spread picking roles in basketball right now. And that's a, with Steph Curry as a ball handler there or Draymond, I guess, you know, it's like. You, or Jordan Poole. Or Jordan Poole for that Jordan matter. Poole. You know what I mean? And Steph on the wings, like they're going to be really, really hard to guard. And again, Porter and Bayleetsa, we were talking beforehand, but those guys are genuine marksman those guys can shoot the hell out of the basketball I mean, obviously the, the big test is going to be if Porter can defend uh well and if Bielitsa can defend well enough to just not be a statue out there but they have guys that can just the baseline for this team with those guys is pretty pretty pretty, pretty high already so and uh I feel like Matt uh Matt Whoever said it like as we were introducing the, the the show um the uh the fact how similar this kind of looks to those 2014-16 teams like that was pre-KD I think Big part of that team or those teams were the depth uh, off the bench, um, the shooting, the spacing that the the offense can create, especially in the Steve Kerr offense where there's a lot of motion. Um, and you're seeing guys like we saw Otto Porter get doubled last night, leading to a Steph Curry open open buzzer beater three or ending the ending the half three. So I think just the um, the the Warriors themselves, like they looked at the team, they saw what like with the restrictions they had money wise, combined with the talent they already had on the roster. I think you know just killed it with just adding personnel who will come in and fit. Um, and, yeah, I think Bielitsa was just a fantastic signing, especially for the, the minimum. Otto Porter Jr. obviously facing injuries. Um, you know, hopefully he can stay healthy. But um, you add those two guys in, you really get, you're going to get a, a – just driving lanes are going to open up. So much more is going to open up for the offense. So, um, so I have kind of a, a maybe a hot take. I think this team can actually be as good of an offense as those 2014-15 or 15-16 teams. Uh, and that's kind of because the shooting for one, like all the guys the Warriors had, they, they have six or seven guys right now, if I'm not mistaken, who shoot around 40% from three. You got Porter, Bielitsa, Steph, Clay, uh, Damian Lee, and that's and there's I'm missing someone, I feel like. But uh, because of that and because of Jordan Poole looking like he has, um, those teams didn't have a second shot creator legitimately. Like Clay was a Clay was Clay's Clay. We know Clay is, but he's not a guy who's penetrating the defense. He's not a guy who's putting the ball on the floor and doing a whole lot. Um, the only other guy that the Warriors have had who you're like, okay, he can put the ball on the floor, he can get us a bucket, he can get the defense and make a play, has been Kevin Durant, realistically. Um, and I think Jordan Poole gives this team a dynamic that they really haven't had besides KD, and that's why I'm really, really high offensively on this squad going into the season. I think, too, like, uh, and we can get into, like, our favorites, but even writing it down, like, a couple weeks ago before we were trying to record, I was trying to, like, you know, what is the best addition they've made? And 
I think the thing that stuck out besides really building that roster out with the veteran shooters was adding Kenny Atkinson as the assistant. Like to have, I, I can't, you know, we've had Mike Brown, who's always been solid, I think. And Ron Adams is like, Alvin Gentry. yeah, the stud on defense, like Alvin Gentry, like the Warriors have had their Luke strongest Walton. years coming. Yeah. Luke Walton, like having a guy who's completely dedicated to the offense, I think is going to do so much more for Kerr because he can take that step back. Like, He's not feeling all the pressure of running all of these things because he doesn't want to do a lot of the conventional stuff that likes work works with the roster. He wants to do his, you know, magical like tap dance sort of offense. Mm-hmm. Like everything's beautiful and with movement and Atkinson, like I think the one thing that's really stood out too, and it was with those old Nets teams, you know, like they just relentlessly were going down the floor. They just had every defense off balance. And I think we've seen that early on in the preseason too, like off made baskets, they're just pushing the floor and like getting fouls, getting to the lane, like getting like easy drive and kick stuff just by like out thinking and outworking the other team. Yeah. And I feel like, like that's a great point. I think like the, the offseason addition with the coaches, I think you're really seeing Steve Kerr like delegate the responsibilities of how to really um, make sure this offense comes to life, the defense comes to life. And for Steve Kerr himself, like he's one of those, he's a perfect game manager, like in game, he's a great guy to have to make those like, you know, clutch timeouts, right decisions right here and there. But, you know, in, in practice and things like that, when you have other guys like, like Kenny Atkinson who can really unlock this offense and we're seeing it already, you know, just the amount of threes that we're taking. Um, not necessarily, not saying that that's a barometer of success or not, but, just to see how much the floor is opening up and um, already in the preseason, I think that, you know, we're really going to see Kerr unleashed in the sense that he's going to be playing to his strengths as a coach where it's more as, you know, tap into a player's potential, tap into like um, in-game situations where the last couple of seasons we have, Kerr's been relied on, you know, trying to develop an offense, teach these players um, what their roles are, stuff like that. And if we can, you know, now we have, you know, three head coaches right now that can really come in and, um, kind of like a three-headed dragon, really make sure that the that the off- the team's clicking on all three cylinders and, um, you know, having the guy like Kerr at the helm to, like, facilitate where that goes. So, over, like, yeah, I think that was a great point. And overall, like, the team itself is, is – just the vibe of the team going into a season has felt much different than it has, like, even compared to 2019, like, the last, like, good Warrior season. Um, like, the vibe of this team is, is very upbeat, and I, like, I think there's a lot to expect. Yeah, it felt like they were just kind of waiting for something to happen in the offseason, more or less. And mm-hmm. I think they just were sort of set adrift. And that's how it felt like during the games. Like the way the offense flowed, they were just waiting for Steph to do something because he was the only one who could do anything consistently. And I think that's the point you touched on too, Matt. Like they haven't had a legitimate second creator in the sense of like night in, night out consistency. Like there are those random games where Clay's just – walking the ball up the court and like hitting 30 foot nukes and there's going to be some games where like Andrew Wiggins you know like has some confidence going and he's like getting to the rim and he's hitting a couple mid-range shots you know like they have guys who can have those blow-up games now and then but having a legitimate second guy like Poole who's honestly just looked so unbelievable in terms of how quick <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like the the way he's like just putting in this work to like completely overhaul his decision making, like his aggression on offense, like the way he's just building his game, sort of like inside out, like driving on these guys and like pressing the rim um, so well. Like 
he looks like a guy who's going to be able to give them like 15 on his worst nights. And he's a 20 especially point scorer. he looks like a 20 point scorer at night. Like just the aggressiveness that we're seeing. And, um, and it's great to see somebody like cool. Like he's, it's, he's, his work ethic has never been questioned and it's always been highlighted as one of the strengths where he's always, you know, the guy that's been grinding in the gym, uh, grinding, you know, during the off season to really make that leap. And um, especially after that, not honestly a horrendous rookie year he had, but, that rookie year they had, at least the first half, was super tough. Um, the potential was always there. But to see something like Jordan Poussot Young to put it together, um, and he's really – he's on the verge of making that leap to, you know, not, just, not saying he's going to be a superstar in the league, but he's got that firepower, that, that swag in his game to really, you know, put a team on his back, put a unit on his back to help, help the Warriors, at least this season, um, to, you know, stay afloat and maybe even, you know, make, make strides in the Western Conference where – Obviously, that's the goal, but um, Jordan Poole's going to be a big part of that. Yeah, I'm going to back up real quick to the superstar thing. I think a lot of the comparisons he's getting are CJ McCollum, and I think that's because people are too scared to say Jordan Poole might be an all-star. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think Jordan, Stu- Jordan Poole looks like a Jordan Stewart. Man, that can be a tough one. Um, he looks like he could be an all-star player. He's, he's, he looks like he can be an elite three-level scorer, and he is a really, really, really crafty passer. And I think um, the more the season goes along, the more confidence he gets and the more touches he gets uh, with that second unit, especially where he's in charge. We're going to see a lot more of that. And I hope we start transitioning away from the CJ McCollum comparisons. And once again, I feel like it's because this guy, they don't think he'll be an all-star. And I genuinely think this kid looks pretty special. Um, and just, with, yeah, sorry. Go, 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 go. No, I was just going to say, and combined with like, he's got the, like, he's, got, he's got the swag part of the game down. And he's obviously got the work ethic down, but I think people are underestimating just how much he's learning from guys like Steph and Clay, like day in and day out, going into the gym, seeing those two work. And um, like, he's got that drive to be, you know, an elite, elite guard in this league. And we're seeing like, just, you know, highlights of this, highlights of that, of what he can do. And, you know, just seeing that, you know, come full circle, hopefully this season. Um, it's, it's, uh, I don't think it's, I don't think it's premature to call him a, a star in the making, man. Like this guy is, uh, this guy is killing it. And, um, it's, uh, yeah, no, uh, we big fans of Jordan Stuhl over here. Um, <laughs> I actually, I don't want to like totally throw myself out for like the sacrifice on making too crazy of a comparison, but like the way he plays, just the confidence he has, like how smooth he is in his game. Like, man, there's, there's another guard in Portland that yeah, I think he plays a little bit more like, um, I like, he's just got that like, 30 foot confidence in him now I hope like I hope he's just letting that thing fly because he's so damn quick and so damn crafty like getting shit in around the rim like I don't know man there's a little there's a little dame in his game and I hope I hope he like plays up on it um and I think the Warriors have a really good situation where like it you know it's been definitely a struggle point in the preseason he just hasn't really been playing a whole lot of defense um, but they have the kind of that, like system where they can mask that, you know, like that, that's, that's something that as you, as you get like game experience, like that's something that you learn. Like Clay was not an elite defender when he came into the league. That's just shit. When you get reps and, you know, you kind of come into the league, you know, you figure that out, you learn um, as you kind of, as you kind of play the game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the, the ceiling is insane for this guy, but the, uh, the floor is um, for Jordan Poole is crazy. Um so, and as that kind of pivots, you know, obviously Jordan Poole is one of the highlights that we saw this offseason. 
last season, especially towards the end down the stretch. But um, coming into this season, who are you guys most intrigued by? Who are you guys most excited to see besides Jordan Poole in um, this Warriors um, this Warriors team? Um, you know, obviously got a lot of new uh, young prospects through the draft, um, some free agent signings, some returning players um, like Wiggins, who, you know, shout out, he got vaccinated. My man, two two shot wigs, two way wigs now. Um, but uh, uh, who are you guys most excited for to see, um, you know, contribute and uh, you know really make a difference on this team? I am really pumped on, and I think this will make Charlie happy. Uh, Otto Porter Jr. and after two games of preseason, I shouldn't be surprised. I think he's shooting like legitimately seventy five percent from three right now, which obviously is not going to sustain. But um, this again, Monty Pool got he got roasted of course, like. Rightfully so for the article you wrote about um, this being the best shooting trio that Golden State's ever had. But um, he shoots the hell out of the ball, and he really does. And he's going to get a lot, a lot, a lot of good looks because he plays with Steph and Jordan Poole now as well. And so that's another thing, talking about those teams where in 14, 15, and 15, 16, they didn't have – they really didn't have that many shooters. I think Barbosa was probably the third best shooter after Steph and Clay, Um, And then – Harry Barnes, of course, but um, I think Porter can really feast. And if he's healthy, I think he's a four. Like flat out, he's just going to be a four most of the year. Um, but if he can guard down one like one position, even that's huge, and he can be on the floor to close games um, instead of or with Wiggins, if you want uh, either Wiggins or Poole on the floor, that's going to be a really, really huge asset to Golden State this year. Everyone I saw too, who was like going like these, all these Bulls people too, especially were looking at him and were like oh, like, Otto actually looks good. Like, he had his lowest points of health for, like, the two years that he was in Chicago. And I think, you know, that's that's something I look to also is, like, we didn't have as much of the reference point of, like, how bad did he look to become, like, this, like, minimum guy. And people seem really surprised with how healthy he looks. And I think, you know, he looks he looks like the kind of guy where, like, I don't think they're going to – be able to rely on him for like that really consistent like above the break defense but they seem pretty intent on playing him as you know like this true wing help guy like and with the lineups they're putting together like I think there's a lot of ways that they can sort of put him in like good situations defensively and just keep hitting those threes like he's just coming up the floor with confidence and pulling the trigger on that thing and on that note defensively it's a really really nice to have Draymond as your five in the closing lineup there because if Porter can be that roaming just help defender while Draymond's the protecting the fade man that's a great look for a guy as long as he is uh and Charlie you also hit this I think even I think this was last year when you were kind of hoping he'd be a potential buyout target the passing man it's not like it's the connected passing he's he's a guy who's making an extra pass almost every single time obviously there was that play against um Denver that's gotten a little bit of talk where he passed the open step which isn't you know that's what you should be doing but (laughs) He also had a couple of plays where after he cut, he found a second cutter. Um, and that's just it, – it's something we didn't see at all last year from uh, a couple of nameless former players. So I thought that's been pretty pretty cool to watch so far. Yeah, he, he reminds me of like a 2012, 2013 Brandon Rush type of guy. Like before we won the uh, – before we obviously won championships. But Brandon Rush, man, he was, he was one of those guys who knocked down open threes. Um, he could defend, could pass. And uh, he was really kind of one of those versatile pieces in – you know, obviously there was a Mark Jackson offense back then. But – um, I think Otto Porter Jr., like, um, Charlie, uh, credit goes to you, man. You, you've called this since, since day one. Um, but, no, nah, he, looks, he looks fantastic. Um, just, the, uh, just the versatility he brings. Um, and having a guy that can knock down open threes. Um, obviously, last year, 
Um, like you said, a certain Charlotte Hornets player that, you know, couldn't, couldn't do that for us. Um, couldn't bring that extra, extra shooting off the bench. Um, but yeah, I mean, Otto Porter, I think, man, like he's a fantastic signing, but one, another guy that I'm super, not necessarily intrigued by, but I think that can, um, uh, you know, just really deliver at least in the, in the short stint is, uh, Moses Moody. Um, you know, I think somebody like Moses who can shoot the ball, um, you know, we saw in summer league where he was able to, you know, make the right passes, make the right reads. And defensively, he's just got that length that um, you can't really teach as a player. Um, so just defensively, the versatility I think he could bring. Obviously, he's a rookie, so it's going to be coming with rookie mistakes, rookie rookie stuff you got to pick up on the fly. But um, somebody like Moses who can just come down, knock down open threes, just in a, in a small run, a quick run to kind of get back in the game. And we saw that yesterday. I think he hit two threes last night where – um, you know, tough defense is coming down, but you know, he's, he's got, a, he's a sniper. So um, he's another guy that I think I'm super, super excited about at least to see how well he can develop coming into the season, especially those first, whatever, 20, 30 games when we don't have play. Do you guys think, do you think um, Moody's going to get minutes? That's the thing. I don't know if he's actually going to get minutes. Like that's, that's my biggest thing, but I think in terms of upside um, and like what he can offer, it's, it's, it's really balancing that learning curve and, you know, the potential he could bring. Um, obviously, he's going to have to learn a lot. Um, we have wings that can play. We got, um, obviously, Otto Porter. Bielitsa can kind of serve as that, you know, four or five kind of, you know, big man that can shoot. Don't um, say Avery Bradley. I wasn't going to, but now I will. You know, Avery Bradley, also another guy that can shoot, defend. Um, so I think – and I think Kerr said it. He said that, you know, uh, Kuminga and Moody are going to – they're obviously playing against guys that – have experience, have seen uh, the NBA rigor. Um, so obviously going to be tough. But I think if Moses gets the opportunity, um, just the skill set he currently has, um, I think he can definitely have more of an impact than we think he might be able to. Right? Yeah, I do think for him it's going to be like – he's got an uphill battle to get minutes yeah, right now. It's, it's, it's Step, it's Poole, it's Damian Lee, it's Williams, it's uh, Bradley, it's all those guys. And – they were looking on point in the season where one of those guys, Charlie Shrepp and Avery Bradley getting minutes, I think. Um, he but, can't uh, defend or shoot anymore, but we won't get into it right now. <laughs> he shows it. He's like a couple steals, but yeah, that didn't mean a whole lot. Um, yeah, he's just on up a battle to fight. And I do think, but that's a good problem to have, though. You know what I mean? You have a, an NBA-ready rookie who's not able to get minutes, not because he's not ready, but because, you know, it's just the, the lineup and the rotation is, is not suited for him right now. That's a good problem. So once one of those guys does inevitably go down, uh, Moses, Moses, Moody, Moody, Moses is going to be, uh, going to be waiting. Yeah. I think that was the main question is I think, you know, looking at pool, I felt, you know, confident before the preseason that he would at least be a good enough contributor, like just being able to play on and off ball and just what he brings to that offense, he would be useful. I didn't at all expect this kind of consistency that he's putting out in the preseason. So that makes it an even better, like, you know, to be able to count on a guy like that is huge, I think, in his third year. And I think the main question is you've sort of got this structure filled out where you've got a lot of good veterans in place, but you do have some a lot of health questions. And I think the main thing that comes into it is when you look at Moody, Kaminga, and Wiseman, I think they're all just, you know, no one really – no one knows what to expect out of them, like, for this season. I think, you know, it's a total blank slate and – I think you need one of those guys at least to step up in a big way for this team to really get somewhere. Like you and need one of those guys to step into his potential right away. And that's, you know, that was, that was the thing that concerned me. I think with the Kaminga pick is I don't, 
you know, I think it'll be a couple years for him. Like, you know, un- unfortunately, he, like, tweaked his knee last night. And, like, mm-hmm. that just sucks because I think this preseason action is going to be, like, so important for him. And missing a week right now is worse than, like, missing a week in the regular season because he's going to be playing a lot more right now. But I think one of Moody or Wiseman really has to, like, pop and be able to give them, like, 15 to 20 solid minutes at some point for this team to really get where they want to be. And that's why, and that's why I think Moody is the most intriguing of the three, just because the the skill set he's already coming in with, like that he can shoot. Um, he's got the length to you know contribute defensively. So I think just with those two just intangibles that he already has, um, it's going to be not necessarily easier for him to make more of an impact right now. But um, just with what the team might need, um, especially with the guys we have, I think Moody has that um, you know the potential to. Um, just impact the team in the slightest way that you can. You know, I think Wiseman, like you, like you said, is a project, um, especially coming off that knee injury. Um, and just to, we've obviously, he's gotten much bigger. Um, so credit to him for, you know, putting, putting work in the gym. Um, and uh, I saw I saw his tweet. It was like, if, if Wiseman can turn out like a seven-foot Marquise, um, uh, that would be perfect. Just kind of like that high-flying rim runner that can defend. Um, that would be perfect. But, uh, Moody, just with the shooting and just yeah, just with the just with the intangible, just length, I think um, provides that best you know opportunity where a young guy can come in and you know make an impact on a potential you know Western Conference Finals championship team that I think this team has the potential for. Yeah, I'm I really think... excited. Uh, sorry, Matt. Um, you're good. You're good. Like the prospect of a lineup with coming off the bench. I mean, I think you know you'll probably see Poole mixed into the starters early on and I think they've already even confirmed that (laughs) (laughs) that he'll be the starter until he's got it he's earned it um yeah and he's absolutely deserved it that's not you know any fluke whatsoever but I think when you're looking at that sort of early season lineup if you have Iggy the two spots kind of a question mark probably between probably Bradley at first and they'll see if Moody can step into that spot but then you have Otto Porter, Bielitsa, and Wiseman coming off that bench that's when I think you start to see like that blend of, you know, you've got four veterans around him. All of them can, you know, hit a three, like Bielitsa and Porter, obviously the snipers, but Bradley and Iggy are there for defense. Like they're taking a lot off Wiseman's plate that he's going to have to clean up at the rim and just endless spacing and guys that know what they're doing around him. And then eventually when you see Poole slide back to the bench, like you're going to see so much electric playmaking I think between like Poole and Iguodala, like there's just going to be so many more passing opportunities for Wiseman to cash in on. And I hope start to build up that confidence because, you know, if they're in this four out offense with his just massive body bullying guys down low, like that, that's the kind of scenario he can thrive in. Yeah. I think those are all really, really awesome points. And I think, I think even Damian Lee is a good person to be that spot too. I think he'll probably be, I won't be surprised if Lee's getting minutes over Bradley for good portions of the season if Bradley sticks, but um. Yeah, Charlie, I totally agree in that. I think, I think Gotham, I think you're right about Moses Moody in that I think he's probably got the easiest path to being a contributor. But I think Wiseman has the easiest path to being a really impactful contributor. Kind of like what Charlie was saying, because he, there's not a better group that can be surrounding Wiseman right now than the Warriors have. Um, especially, I think, Charlie, you mentioned having Iguodala out there and shooters. I mean, you have a brilliant, brilliant basketball player in Andre, and you got uh, eventually Jordan Poole and probably from the from the beginning uh, Jordan Poole taking care of that bench unit even if he starts um, he can he can he's gonna have an open lane he's gonna have an open lane to hit the basket really hard when he's uh 
that's him pull him pool pardon me going for that pick and roll action you know and so I think as of right now I'm I'm kind of actually the most excited I've been for Wiseman that's partially because the Atkinson edition it's because he's gonna have his role simplified a lot um and I think he'll have a pretty easy path to impact yeah I agree I think like having that having the lane and having all that confidence like you know I love I love having Draymond out on the floor with like so many of these young guys, but I feel like the one young guy that he sort of inhibits is Wiseman because that just means another body in the lane. And I think it was good. You know, like we saw it in preseason. Um, I think I threw it in one of my threads of clips, like Draymond pulled a three above the break at like 20 seconds on the shot clock. Like, did you, did either of you ever see that happen last season? Like that was the last thing he was thinking about doing was pulling the trigger on a three. And, you know, maybe there's some hope that like they have enough juice to sort of like have him on the perimeter sometimes if Wiseman needs to be down low. But I think, you know, if the fours that he's going to be playing with are Otto Porter, Bielitsa, maybe a little Iguodala, like that's going to be so huge for him, just having so much room and, having a guy like Jordan Poole dropping the ball off to him, who's just been so damn impressive at the playmaking too, on top of just like pouring in the points in these games. I think you, you mentioning that Draymond's been like willing to shoot so far is game changer. We haven't talked about it enough and, or at all, I guess at this point in the, in the pod, but that in and of itself, if that keeps up to any kind of effective degree is a way to have him and Wiseman on the floor together um but like you said obviously ideally at this point they're not a match so uh, I look forward to seeing how that goes yeah 100% I mean uh yeah so kind of just as we kind of transition to post um couple preseason games what have you guys liked from what you've seen so far in the first two games obviously two dubs um love love Warriors basketball when they win but um what you uh what you guys see that was intriguing um from the wins um maybe something you want to see that's worked on and um, anything that kind of stuck out to you guys um, during those preseason games? Just the tempo, I think, that they're running with and not, you know, they don't hurry the ball in the half court, but they're very clearly seeing their opportunities to capitalize on, like, the defense being unsettled. I think that's been, just as a whole, like, such an impressive thing as a team because they have so many guys who are able to drive, kick, like, make extra passes, like, get creative, and the way that they're able to just, like, break through the defense. Like, I've seen – so many times the offense has been initiated through like Jordan Poole splitting a double team. And then like he, you know, triggers a series of passes that turn into like an open look. And that is always Steph. Like Steph is always the guy who has to like create penetration with the dribble. And like the fact that you just said another warrior is getting double teamed is uh, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it does. And with Steph on the floor, you know, like it's not like he's OCJ, just like out there with like the bench mob. Like he's, actually getting doubled because like he's a legitimate threat and he's punishing guys one-on-one right now. Like he's getting all the looks that he wants unless they like actually give him defensive attention. So I think just, you know, the, the, just the confidence they're playing with offensively has been the biggest, biggest thing to me. And I think a lot of that is coming from pool, but it really seems like the team as a whole is just buying into this, like be aggressive, hit him in the mouth, like make them react. Yeah, the tempo has been, I mean, it was from the start of that first game against Portland, it was it was pretty obvious what they're going for. Now they're going to play fast. Kerr's been talking all offseason about how uh, they're going to really play small a lot this year, which I think that's that's the way to go. That's how they had the best, the best stretch of the year last year came when 
uh, you know, Wiseman was hurt and Looney was hurt. Um, for me, it's been the ball movement. It's in, in addition to the in addition to the uh, tempo. It's just, they've been playing the best the best looking basketball they've played since I think Durant was there. Honestly, that last stretch last year was it was fun, but the ball is just finding the open man so so often, and it's really encouraging to watch. And that's why again I can't say enough. This team's they're on that alone, and the tempo they're playing with, their 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 baseline's so high. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it's kind of a combination of the two. I don't even know if you can, like, say you can see this in a game, but just the mindset that you're seeing the guys go out there and play with. Um, I think that Portland game was, uh, you know, it was back and forth for a little bit. And, um, you know, at least the last last couple of years of Warriors basketball, it was always, you know, if we didn't get out to a big lead or, you know, we didn't have some sort of lead, the game, you know, I didn't think we'd win a game. Um, this team, at least what we've seen so far, obviously it's an overreaction, but um, – it doesn't matter what the score is. You have, you feel like the team has the fire, the firepower to come back. And, you know, we saw that yes, uh, last night with Denver, uh, but then we're down like for 15, 16 points in the, uh, towards the end of the first half um, just to go on like a, you know, 16 to two run um, and just the firepower on this team. And just that, you know, the thought process of, you know, we're not going to, we have the, we have the ability to compete with anyone. And I think, going into the season, especially when you have, you know, guys like Wiseman and Clay out, like that's going to be the biggest thing combined with, you know, the ball movement and um, um, the other one. But uh, overall, I mean, uh, you know, I think uh, just the team itself is, is, it's the most, it's the most complete team we've seen um, in the last like three, three-ish years. Um, and I think that's going to be the, the most intriguing thing about the team, just being able to compete at any time and uh, have the, have the weapons to do so. It's not just tough. And I think, um, genuinely, like any game the Warriors are in, regardless of the score, you know, if you have um, those guys out there, Steph Curry, Jordan Poole, um, you know, OPJ, Wiggs, you know, if you have those guys out there, Draymond, um, you have those guys out there, you're going to give yourself a shot, a shot to win any game. So um, going into a season, that's all you can ask for. God, I can't wait to see Clay play basketball with this team. Uh, I might have tears in my eyes, bro. You know, oh, I, I will cry. I'm going to be crying. You've yeah, seen grown men cry. Grown men will cry at this. Don't even, don't even pencil it in. Like, break out the biggest sharpie you can find. Like, I will yeah. be crying some grown man tears. That yeah, night. No, we come in. Yeah, man. We, when he hits the first three, I will ball. I might, yeah, I might. Yeah, grown men gonna be crying at that. Um, Clay might be crying at that. Man, Steph might be crying. Um, that's that is gonna be a special, special moment. On the um, note of of Clay, th- there's not a better squad for him to come back to. Because once again, the looks he's going to get are going to be it'll it'll be un, unheard of. He's going to drop. Watch him drop sixty one in his return. That's uh, <laughs> some legendary clay shit, and you know something that we're always used to. But man, it's I saw the thing. It's been like three hundred and eighty something days since he's played basketball. Um, Dude, it more than that. Try eight hundred. Yeah, it's like a thousand days. Man. Oh, he's, sorry, he's, yeah, eight hundred eight hundred and thirty. My bad, my bad. I'll flip the numbers, <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, no, it's been an, it's been a ridiculous amount of time since we've got, you know, obviously our namesake for the podcast. Um, I don't think he's been active on the roster since uh, since we've launched this pod. So can't wait for Clay to come back. But Charlie, Matt, fucking fantastic, uh, fantastic episode. First one back. Um, last thoughts from you guys? Uh, go, uh, go check out my article I wrote about all the Warriors prospects. Uh, was excited about that one, I think. They got a fun little situation going on. Um, definitely going to be putting up the rest of that Nuggets tape tomorrow. 
uh, up on Twitter at Claytheist11. Um, you know, Claytheist. might as well grind some tape while I'm at it. And uh, yeah, we got Lakers tomorrow. Hopefully, that's a fun one. Hopefully, LeBron suits up so we can get a little little competition going. But yeah, how about you guys? Uh, final thoughts are actually listen to Charlie and go go check his shit out because it's been really damn good of late. Uh, he's breaking down uh, film like a like a like a videographer in the back right now, you know. And uh, Charlie, keep it up, man. That's awesome. Otherwise, uh, no, I think we're just hitting Wednesdays from now on, right? Wednesdays, baby. Um, Sir, for me, uh, I might be joining Charlie back on the uh, the riding train this year. Um, so you know, peep, peep, keep your eye out for for some some OG content. But other than that, man, go, go wow. Warriors, go Giants. Um, you know, big, big series. We got, we got a battle of Bay versus LA tomorrow with the preseason game and uh, obviously game one of the NLDS. So um, Bay Area, man, uh, we got a, uh, we got a big week coming up, but um, it's going to be a great day to beat LA. Exciting time to hashtag beat LA, man. I don't know if I can say it better, but um, me, Matt, Charlie, man, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you guys uh, follow us this season. Um, it's going to be a good one, man. I can't wait to host that, host that Larry Bryan and that June. But um, on that, man, uh, we're out. Game 6 Clay. Peace.